New Testament. However, then you've got something funny to do with those those nutters in the Old Testament. I mean, what, what do we do with them? Like uh, Ezekiel, for example, this guy is not the guy who would come into it. Ezekiel came into any church in the UK today and asked for the mic. You know, he's not getting the mic. Hello and welcome to the Together Podcast, a conversation about faith, justice and how to change the world. I'm Chris and today I'm joined by Abby and Kat. How are you both doing? Great. Yeah, good, thanks. Kat, it's your first time on the podcast. How are you feeling? Excited. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel it. I can feel it emanating off of you. I don't know if you two have realised or you noticed this, but have you seen that we've been releasing podcasts more frequently than normal? Had noticed, yeah. And were you? Ha- I'm sure you were happy about that, right? Yeah, so happy. Yeah, <laughs> it's my it's my commuter listening. Fantastic. Well, we've got more for you because we're doing two a month now. Uh, so we're releasing podcasts fortnightly, bringing as much podcast goodness to your ears as possible. So uh, if you've been listening at home, let us know what you think of the podcast so far. What's been your favourite episode? Is there anyone you'd love us to interview? You can give us a shout on Instagram at wearetivfund and let us know your thoughts. How about you two? What have been your favourite episodes so far? Well, actually, it was um, the episode I was on. I mean, it, <laughs> it was a good episode. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I really loved our interview with Blue Bear Coffee. Cool, yeah, yeah. And Britain. I thought that was incredible um and I loved how authentic he was and his story of justice and yeah it just when he talks it comes out in what he says doesn't it it's really really good actually I had a listen I know we're talking about this later on but I had a listen to episode seven Mm -hmm. about the strikes and that was really quite because I've not been to one so it was quite incredible to listen to like interviews with young people and how excited they were about it Awesome, yeah. I let's... won't give any more spoilers. <laughs> yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into what's in the world. Welcome to What in the World, where we discuss some of the big talking points in recent news and culture. Abby, what are we talking about today? Well, as always, our news feeds have been full of lots of politics. Um, In fact, this week, on Friday the 20th of September, there's going to be another student climate strike taking place all over the world. There'll be one near you. Um, Now, I didn't go to the last climate strike, but I know, Chris, you went. Yeah. Um, So could could you actually prepare me? What can I expect? Yeah, so like like Kat said, uh, episode seven, we did an episode on one of the previous ones in London, and so me and Emma went, and it was really cool. I really enjoyed it. It was very, like actually youth led mm-hmm. like we walked in and it's funny because I remember walking out the station I can't remember what station I got out of but I remember just like loads of people just handing out placards and stuff and I'd look at them I'd be like what even is this <laughs> <laughs> what did you hold a placard no, I didn't hold oh. it no because I, t- no, I took some of them and then I was like this does not seem in line with my <laughs> with what I actually think <laughs> or even what the climate strikes are about so I handed back some placards mm. and I made my way over to just a big group of young people and it was really cool because it didn't really seem like there were any adults really trying to like co-op the space or trying to lead anything mm. someone just was like started chanting and was like let's go and the march began so we kind of just like walked through uh parts of london and i remember we did like a sitting protest uh and as you can hear in the podcast we talked to a lot of young people about 
why they thought it was important and why they were there. So yeah, I would definitely recommend going. Um, can you tell us one of the chants, please? One of the chants? Oh my gosh, off the top of my head. Um, I what do we want? Climate justice. <laughs> <laughs> when do we want it? Now. <laughs> okay, we're ready to go. Yeah, I'm so ready to go. Okay, and do I need to bring my own placard, do you think? I mean, yeah, I would bring, bring, get prepared, like get creative. Do people bring that on the tube? I'm sure they do. I can't remember seeing stuff. one on the tube, but yeah, go for it. Yeah, so I think you could get quite creative. I saw one that said, I'm with her, and it was a picture of the world. Mm, mother mm, that's cool. Yeah, mother up. <laughs> yes, very Sweet. good, very good. <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought you can get quite creative, I'm sure people do. For sure, exactly. <laughs> it's a big event, it's a really important event. It started back with Greta Thunberg, who, as we know, back in September 2018, just ahead of the Paris Agreement talks, decided I'm going to take a strike for climate justice. Um, and it's incredible just how big it's grown. And like, so fast. So fast. That's a year ago. Yeah, and it's insane. Wow. And I feel like even talking about doing the episode, like that felt like yesterday. So mm. it's gone so fast, gotten so big, and it's really important. I mean, obviously the climate is a big issue. I just love the fact that I think young people are taking a stand because I think over the media and just in general, I think young people don't get enough respect. Um, But here you look at this and, you know, young people are taking a stand for something that they believe in and something that is so important and so scary that you know we've come to we've come so far and you can say no adults are taking enough initiative to make a difference whereas our young people you know they don't care about what people think they're going to go out there and try and make a difference mm. and you really sense the urgency as well um that's what a strike does isn't it and it's mm. so regular and it is international and the speed at which it's grown, it shows us just how desperate the climate emergency actually is. Um, so research suggests that we're reaching an, a tipping point um, where we will do irreversible damage to the climate. And it's all these youth coming together and young people saying it's going to be us living in mm. this world in 50 years time. We've, it won't be you. who The decision makers will be long gone. It will be us. And I think there's a real sense of urgency behind marching and striking that is very powerful and clearly sending a message because you don't speak to many people these days who haven't heard of Greta or mm. the strikes it's a really well-known thing yeah definitely I think it's I think it's amazing and I think like you said is urgent so if you're going along to the climate strikes let us know tag us in your insta stories on the day of course if you're under 18 please do make sure you speak to your parent or guardian about that have that conversation uh, for now we're going to get back into the second part of my conversation with johnny talking all things art naked, tortured Jewish man dying, bleeding on a cross. That's the centre of Christian beauty, which must include the earthy and the ugly and the beautiful and the transcendent at the same time. Wow, that was amazing. Um, (laughs) uh, I mean, you spoke about artists as prophets. I remember a while ago, I think you had an article about Kate Tempest. Oh, yeah. As kind of like a prophetic voice. And I I don't know when you wrote that. I'm interested because I remember... It might have been around the same time that I saw her do a Mercury Award performance. Right, right. 
And it was full on. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember looking at the audience and they all just looked like, oh, wow, we invited her, but we didn't know she was going to do this. <laughs> um, do, you, do you want to speak a bit more on like, why, yeah. Kate? I, just, just for integrity, I think Chris wrote that article. Okay, Maybe cool. I just put my name on the bottom. <laughs> Chris Donald, he's the man, if he's listening, he's another member of the Sputnik team. Um, but artist profit, I find this just fascinating. You keep sending me down these rabbit warrens. I hope people are happy with these. Um, but the, the, the idea of, um, yeah, the, the idea of, the idea of prophecy, obviously a very familiar topic to many Christians. I mean, different traditions, it would be seen with different levels of suspicion or acceptance, you know, but in, in many churches, I'd be part of the idea of Christian as a prophet. What would that mean? That would mean someone would come on the Sunday meeting and they would say, I feel God is wanting to say to some people that he he loves them. He's someone here in this situation. You know, that, that mm-hmm. kind of, or even maybe God wants you to do this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the case. Um, and I think we've put profit there. But the problem is, and I think New Testament wise, that does seem to be what's going on yeah. with the prophetic gift. That would be my opinion in New Testament. However, then you've got something funny to do with those those nutters in the Old Testament. Yeah. I mean, what, what do we do with them? Like yeah. uh, Ezekiel, for example, this guy is not the guy who would come into it. Ezekiel came into any church in the UK today <laughs> and asked for the mic. You know, he's not getting the mic. I mean, he's not going to be, they're going to have that little word in his ear. Yeah, maybe we'll save that till the end of whatever. Um, Wait, I, why though? Why, why, is he, why would Ezekiel not be well, welcome? I reckon he'd smell bad for a start. Like, <laughs> he'd be ruffled. He wouldn't look the part. Um, but, but even in that, there's something about the prophets of the Old Testament were a critique of the people of God themselves. They were an internal critique. Mm. And I find this idea fascinating of, so in, and I, I get this and I see, I think I, I would, as a church, yeah, we'd operate like this in our church. If actually someone brings a word on a Sunday morning, um, I think Paul's quite clear. It's for encouragement, it's for comfort, it's for, for mm. those sort of things. It, but the problem is if you only have a box for that, you lose your internal critique mechanism mm. and i think what you see in the old testament happening it's not a healthy situation in the old testament mm. the, the people of god are generally apostate um and they've hired all sorts of prophets to like um say yeah you know what we're going to be victorious against babylon or, or whatever you, the, the king will always win everything's yeah. going well what those prophets do jeremiah ezekiel isaiah they come in as the fly in the ointment and the splinter and say no, that we're the only voice saying the opposite thing, but no, you're all lying. A lying spirit has taken yeah. over and they give that internal critique and something of the prophetic, I think is really important in that. I, I don't know whether I'm reading too much into it. I, I think there's been tr- tragically a, a splitting, a, a parting of the ways between local churches in the evangelical scene, particularly and artists. Really, mm. I don't think people have noticed it because they've defined artists in a different way. And they, well, we've got lots of, creatives but yeah. referring back to my definitions before the, i don't think this helps artists because i think for all of us as christians we, we should be living in community with people who are different to us i think that's really really important mm. um but also it doesn't help the churches because what you could if what i've said is correct what you're doing is you are removing your internal critique mechanism mm. and therefore things get stagnant uh things get entrenched um and what I, I'd love to see a situation where artists who often are, who often question quickly, um, they, they, will, they will always ask the awkward question, um, who, who often have interesting different insights on things, where, where there can be a situation where there can be good relationship and, and uh, scope given and, and grace given, because grace has yeah. to be on both, both sides for that. I think that would be a really healthy situation that I think in some parts of evangelicalism probably we may be reaping the whirlwind in that regard. Yeah. And in some things we, we haven't asked 
good questions of ourselves in our practice for a long while. And we could do with people in the mix, not just they're a problem, but we welcome that critical friend voice. Yeah. I think there's something of the prophetic in that. In our, although I know that's speaking into the church. Yeah. There's a similar thing in society that I, I, is another topic. Well, yeah. Talk well, I feel like culturally what you said kind of rings true as well. There's very much, you can dive into any kind of mainstream like surface of any art form, music, film, whatever. And actually you can kind of find just a reinforcement of the world as it is and no critique of that. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I think, like you said, you've mentioned artists before who were not Christian. Mm. And I feel like whether it's a Christian artist or outside, outside of faith, a good artist, there is always some level of critique or yeah. some level of presenting it to you in a different way to say... Absolutely, yeah. Can we not think about this, yeah. guys? Do yeah. you know what I mean? And so actually for a young person who may be listening to this, who might think, actually, you know, I want to... I want to be kind of this dissenting voice mm. in the world. I want to be the John mm. the Baptist of the art world. And <laughs> <laughs> um, what kind of advice would you give to them? What are the different yeah. pits that they need to avoid? Yeah, I think it's a br brilliant question, and it it's not easy. I I guess Chris, I know you a bit, and uh, and for me, we're both artists in different ways, and and we would have navigated our own path through that, and you learn certain things along the way. Um, I don't think there are different rules for artists as for other people. Mm. I, I, like I said at the start, I'm, a, I'm a, uh, an elder in a church. Uh, I'm an artist in different ways. And sometimes I find myself taking one hat off and putting another <laughs> hat on and thinking, am I consistent in mm. these two things? But I, I hope on a on a good day I am. <laughs> and I, I'd encourage anyone, look, the, the first thing we need to get to know Jesus better. He, he's the one who who is the most fully, truly human one, one there is. Mm. And we cling, we cling to him. I think uh, submission is a, is like a swear word for most people. I think it's an incredible virtue uh, in as we look in the New Testament and something about submitting within the body of Christ, growing up and just saying, you know what, my default position is submission. I'm just studying yeah. one Peter at the moment, um, and this idea that Jesus put forward his model for, of submission almost submission as evangelism in 1 Peter 2. Amazing thing. Mm. It, it says that for Jesus, he underwent all these things. He didn't fight back and all this. He he left his case in the hands of God, who always judges fairly. And later on, wives who are married to uh, husbands who aren't Christians, who might well be, that might well be problematic. It's, it says foster a gentle and quiet spirit. Mm. I think it's really important for us as Christians that we, we hold on to those, and particularly growing up, you know what? The, our default position is... Uh, we we try to submit. We 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 try to have a gentle and quiet spirit. It's not it's not on us to change the whole world. I yeah. think that's really important. Um, but also th things happen, and, and God on the journeys that we're on can move us and guide us and things like that. I think you. I I think from that position, then you need to have good good friends around you, good voices mm. who can help you guide be guided on that path. I'd almost want to talk more to the church leaders mm. who are guiding those young people and saying, well, where are the dissenters? Where yeah. are the dissidents in your youth group? Um, and what are you doing? With them? And, and if they say there aren't any, it's because you have a culture that doesn't allow questions probably. Yeah. And that's, I think alarm bells should yeah. sound at that point because we need to, there needs to be a grace, not saying that anything goes or that we should treat some people differently, yeah. but there needs to be a grace and there needs to also be a dialogue where we can, we can cope with, you know what, if we can't cope with questions, what are we doing, I, I guess? Yeah. If we don't, if we're that fragile, that, that question, oh, what are you doing? You're obviously trouble. <laughs> yeah. 
that says there's something about us. Well, again, I think, yeah, I think it, you can see it politically. I mean, particularly in America, mm. we were speaking a bit about it before, but the church there, like generally, <laughs> generally speaking. All Americans, <laughs> just switch off now. <laughs> but I mean, you see like things like, even most recently, things like the border crisis mm. and how in some churches, even bringing that up is seen as, oh, you're just a liberal. Da, da, da. It's like, whoa, I'm just talking about human life. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we talk about human life? Yeah. And so do you think that's an issue generally in churches that actually are we too scared to ask questions because we know we're implicated in the answers? Yeah, I think it's the it's for me the, the key question of our our generation or, or almost within and within church we should we should model this is is that the the polarization of views the increased polarization of views, which i personally and this is on the uh this is on the director's cut this is the, the conspiracy podcast <laughs> but i think this is being deliberately done to us mm. we've been driven apart specifically by powers and by by the by the machine really yeah. and it's it's not it's not unconscious it's not robots doing it. it's people doing it to us um there we go Check the conspiracy podcast over there. They're reptiles mainly. <laughs> but um, I'm going to get going. I forget what I'm going on about. But um, it's very easy for us as Christians to point that out. As me as a Christian leader, yeah, the world is so divided, the world is so polarised. What am I doing within the church? Mm. Well, like, do we not have a similar situation? And unless we can model disagreeing well with people yeah. and including in our communities people who... We can't have an infinite range of views yeah. and attitudes and lifestyles. We, we, we can't do, and I don't think the Bible endorses that. But at the same time, if we have so many things that everyone has to cross every T and dot every I on, on like all of these things, well, we've got a, we, we will be causing polarisation. Yeah. And we also will be causing people to be inauthentic. So they'll just say, yeah, of course I sign up to that. And they, yeah. won't, they won't be doing it. Like that's just, as humans, I don't think it's necessarily a result of the fall that, well, I, no, I'll go back. I don't think it's a result of the fall that we're different, that we have different opinions, that yeah. we have different ways of looking at the world and we need to be able to manage that. I think I imagine on the new heavens and new earth, yeah. we'll still have to manage differences. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think that's clear. Every tribe, tongue and nation, even just cultural differences in that sense, we will still have differences there. Yeah. We need to be able to work this, work this through. interrupt you there to share something really exciting with you. Our young adult gatherings are back, an immersive day exploring the global issues of our generation, with hands-on workshops, messages from leading voices and practical takeaways that help us take another step towards ending extreme poverty. And this time, it's all about plastic. We'll be holding three events around the UK, each featuring an extra special meal. We'll be in Glasgow on the 26th of October and in Manchester and Belfast on the 9th of November. Early bird tickets are now on sale for just £20 each. To book, head to www.wear.tfund.org forward slash gatherings. See you there! With all these differences that we're balancing, differences of opinion as well, then you have political art. Should that ever land on the side? Yeah. So, so look, I, I guess I'm I'm 
scattering ideas. And again, I, I don't want to say any one of these things. This is what art is. This is what it isn't. Yeah. I guess I go for a default position, which is asking questions, not giving answers. But I think at the same point, there's a power and there's a punching through the wall that some art does. Mm. That is just powerful. And it's funny because my um my art education was done I, I got into art through political activist art which yeah. was a namely public enemy um, I, I had no interest in art at school up to that point I was only like 12 or something yeah. um, didn't painting didn't do anything for me the music didn't do anything for me nothing like yeah. that and I remember hearing Fear of a Black Planet a, a tape I got from HMV didn't even have a cover so it was cheap <laughs> two ninety nine. I listened to it and it was like it was like what there's a, there's a force there's a power there's a there's a conviction the music and the and the uh vocal delivery complement mm. each other the, the scratching adds to it this is a and it's making a very clear statement mm, yeah. <laughs> and there was a power to, and it gripped completely gripped me and and then the rest of my teenage life was essentially i want to find out more music like this that yeah, was yeah. that was how it was and i still think it's it's wonderful where you can hear or see or read something that that so clearly just grabs you in that way i think there is a role for that for me personally, and maybe just getting older, I've been drawn more to nuanced stuff, I, I yeah. guess, as time has gone on. But it is still refreshing when you hear that, or read that <laughs> kick in the face type that just wakes you up suddenly. Yeah. There's just suddenly, I mean, for me, very practically, I was living in Surrey, like at a, at a school in Surrey. It just showed, suddenly revealed some someone else's experience that I had no idea people yeah. were experiencing this. I, I, I And I, I probably did have an idea, but I'd never, yeah. it brought an immediacy of, the world is not as it should be. Yeah. Um, and therefore something must happen. And Public Enemy would be quite, uh, <laughs> if you are familiar with yeah. their, their work, uh, would be quite specific and prescriptive in some of the things that they thought you should do, which, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which sounds like it's against everything I've said. Um, <laughs> but like, I, that's not the effect it had on me of like, right, I will do X. It was like, no, I, I now feel something of this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, it, it, I, I, I'm probably presenting an either or. It's definitely this, it's definitely not this. I think there's a, art is a very multifaceted thing. Yeah. And some of this would be my preference of type of art I like. Um, I've got a good friend, a guy called David Benjamin Blower, who's definitely worth checking out. Birmingham-based mm -hmm. folk musician. And his work would be, it would be activist, essentially. And very, very powerful on different, lots of different topics. Some kind of quite anti-capitalist mm. uh, stuff. Some, some stuff really trying to highlight the experience of refugees. And, and things like that. And, and again, it has a power to an emotional force. Again, you have to, you have to, at the end, you have to work out what you're going to do with it. Yeah. But it's like, you almost feel like, I have to do something with it because it's gripped me. I, I can't unlisten to that album. And I can't unhear and unsee the things now I've seen that I didn't see before in the same way. Yeah. And it then leaves you, change you, you have to be a solution. You feel drawn to that particular issue. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, as you said, like it, it's such a sprawling, mm. grey, yeah, 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 <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. What are we talking about? We don't even know. Um, Art is life. Let's just talk about anything. <laughs> I mean, that's just the way out of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously, very important and important to, as you said, changing the world. But at the same time, that shouldn't be like don't go into it trying to change the entire world. <laughs> so it's this weird kind of like. Uh, kind of dichotomy of like fighting against yourself. Yeah. Um, I mean, what I would say if I could though, in Public Enemy as an example, there was, and I probably didn't clock this straight away, but I have done since, and why I've kind of kept them in a high place in my estimation mm. is Chuck D, the, the lead rapper of Public Enemy, he practices what he preaches. There is a yeah. there is a genuine, he would have a, a certain 
forced to his opinions about how the world should be different. Mm. But in his life, he lives by the standards he mm-hmm. he sets. He, he doesn't drink. He doesn't uh, take drugs. I, I really hope this is still the case. But he was with his wife uh, for many years without mm. without uh, uh, their marriage, which is unusual in the in the kind of uh, music world. I suppose his yeah. marriage lasted a very long time. I hope it's still going on. Um, and and I think, but I think again for us. Active, activism oh, if anyone's like look I, I feel this welling up inside me mm. and I've got this creative gift I like to I can put these two things together I still think there should be a uh, and it's not a check on us to stop us doing it but first first point of call is our responsibility for ourselves are we practicing mm. what we're preaching or and it's a difficult question to ask and this is why we need good friends around us to tell us but am I essentially just being a pop sellout but in a different <laughs> way in that the, the classic uh model stereotype of the kind of the band that are really niche again i'm in music most of the time because that's my main place i live artistically um who are really niche and they have this real niche following and then they they go pop they go mainstream mm. and they've lost all credibility and basically they're trying to get more listeners they, they want mm. more listeners they want more fans because they want money interestingly if you go down the activism route i'm doing this for this cause you can end up doing exactly the same thing not to get money but because it's very important i get all these listeners Therefore, I'm going to make my comments will be even more stark. I'll be yeah. even more polarizing. Yeah. I'll be even, I'll say things and you end up then becoming a parody of yourself and actually <laughs> causing, causing more, potentially more problems than you've, you've, you've started. There needs to be that generosity of spirit yeah. at the start um, that I don't think that needs to douse down passion. Yeah. I think the two things can coexist really well, but that's a difficult balance. Yeah. I, and I think that just, for me personally, that's just to, and is still taking years to work at how to get those two things yeah. together. Um, I think it's one of the proverbs in the tra- NIV translation where it says, passion rots the bones. <laughs> and I think that there is some question of whether words should be slightly different. But the idea that zeal um, actually is very important throughout yeah. the Bible, we're encouraged to be zealous, you yeah. know. Uh, never be lacking in zeal, Paul says in, in Romans. Ze- ze- let zeal for his house, zeal for his house consumed him instead of Jesus, yeah. wasn't it? But even though it's important, it has an effect on us. Yeah. And I've definitely felt that. It hasn't internally eats you up if you don't watch out. Like yeah. and you end up becoming bitter. <laughs> yeah. Like like ah and, and the things you want you were full of beans and full of life and then you become if you're not careful, just you don't care about anything yeah. anymore. I think we need to watch ourselves in, in that yeah. regard. Well I've seen I've I've seen it as well mm. like for myself, but also interestingly, as like an aside, like the UK urban gospel mm. scene mm. for lack of a better term um <laughs> i remember growing up i saw people like we had governor be on the podcast great people a lot of people around his same age doing all the similar thing um, and there was a huge passion for it and it kind of burnt out and there's only a few remaining mm. um and within the burnout there seemed to be like a bit of destruction as well mm. not necessarily like these people are living terrible lives or yeah whatever but it just it did seem like it took something with them yeah. um so is that where the church steps in? Is that where, do we need the church to kind of be the people that are making sure we're discipling artists, yeah. making sure that, um, and also even speaking towards like helping artists like be fueled and give yeah, them yeah. like both spiritually and also financially. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, beautiful segue. I, I really like that. <laughs> I mean, if if there's a there's an apologetic for why the the church should go out of its way to disciple artists more i think it's that you if you've got people who are very very passionate um and and also isolated and don't feel understood that's a disaster waiting to happen Mm. um 
I mean, again, di- different situation, but the case of Elijah on on Mount Carmel in in the Old Testament, he has this incredible victory. He's there on his own, like uh, he defeats all the prophets of Baal. It's mm. kind of caused fire from heaven. What's he doing the next minute? He's he's in a in a valley somewhere, asking God to kill him mm. in the pits of depression, um, because it, cause it it takes it out. And I think some with the church is very quick. I think un- unfortunately, I say the church. I all of these things are reflected in me. I, I've done these things before, but to um, to kind of you see the the Christian, particularly in the arts or celebrity in any of they they've done that, they've done that, and then they fall and people jump on them like mm. like anything. And it's like, what would you have done with Elijah if you'd heard his suicidal thought? Like, I mean, how would you have dealt with that? And the church, I think, there's a real call and a real need for the church to make sure with. The, the church and not just talking about church leaders, the church as a whole coming yeah. alongside uh, those guys. And, and it's both ways yeah. for, for the artists. They need to seek out other friends, colleagues, comrades. Mm. Um, and I think the local church for me would be the, the obvious place that partly because I know there are different forms of faith communities you can yeah. have, but in the local church, usually, and not every church gets this right, but usually in some form, this is better than it is elsewhere, is as regards different types of people, yeah. you have a community which has different types of people. If, as often happens with artists, they would feel not understood at their church, they break away and form communities of just other artists, essentially. Yeah. What you usually have happening, although they might look very different across different demographics, they're people who think very similarly, yeah. and that's not helpful either. Yeah. Um, and so I think local church, a community across different age ranges, uh, potentially cultures, but personality types, life experiences yeah. is a really grounding place to be um, and is vital, I, I think, for, for healthy spiritual life. I think on the other side, I would say as well, and this is why Sputnik, uh, our, uh, our network exists in one sense, I think it's also helpful to have also be plugged into communities of like-minded individuals, yeah. of, of, of artists, because then... You can have you can have your cake and eat it in this regard. In that, I, I don't think that should be your only source of community. But having that, that, almost then you can say, look, I don't need my church leader to understand me. Here yeah. Because these people understand me. This is where I get my kind of validation. And even if we disagree on a few things with my church leader, with this, actually, I, I know I'm going to my church for these things. I, I'm going. I want to mm. learn how to pray more. I, mm. I want to be encouraged in faith for a bigger vision than myself. Look, I know church gives me those things. They don't need me to be on the stage. I don't yeah. need to be uh, singing on the stage. They, they, just because they, they, they don't, they won't, I'm an actor that, that, that I put on a play and they didn't like it. That doesn't matter because I've got these other people who yeah. understand me and can help me. I think those dual communities for some artists are really important as well. Yeah. Hence Sputnik. There we go. Good plug. Yeah, great plug. Yeah, we haven't <laughs> spoken too much about Sputnik. We've been deep in the depths of the art world. Um, <laughs> what, why Sputnik? What, what's, what's that name? Oh, so the name. The name uh, means fellow traveller, apparently. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, I'd love to say we came up with it because of that. <laughs> we gave it the name because my friend had, had always had a dream of a, a website called SputnikMagazine.co.uk <laughs> and bought the go. URL years ago. <laughs> that was like, we didn't name. <laughs> shouldn't have said that online, but anyway, I don't, I don't care. Um, but yeah, it means fellow traveller. We like that. The idea that we're all journeying somewhere together. I don't want to take that too hippie of like, hey, we're all 
those yeah. truth together. But I think there's something about in, in our faith, we're on a journey together. In our art, we're on a journey together as well. None of us, it, Sputnik is not about a community of people who've made it, who are now successful and bona fide artists. We're just mm. moving in the same direction. We want to be better at what we do. We want to integrate our faith and our art practice faithfully to Jesus. Um, and so that's the name fits in neatly. Yeah. It's almost like it was divinely orchestrated. I don't know. <laughs> Crazier things have happened. <laughs> and what's next for Sputnik? What's next for Sputnik? Well, we're, we're involved. We, we've just been, uh, again, we were talking about this off, off air before, but um, uh, kind of working out who we were the last couple of years. But we, we have, we're essentially what Sputnik does and who we are is we have local uh, meetups uh, and artist groups that kind of get together to kind of, Iron sharpens iron, I think is the biblical phrase, mm. like minds, potential collaboration, but also just encouragement and all of those sort of things. Uh, and we've got uh, one in Edinburgh, one in Milton Keynes, kind of Bedford area, one in Birmingham, uh, London and Cornwall are, are going to probably launch at some point in the next few months, mm. uh, which is good. Um, and we, we want, if it serves people, um, we want to just build those those communities well if others come along great fantastic yeah. um we want to fund artists um we want to profile artists uh it's all that stuff really yeah it's, it's fun awesome and so where can we hear more about these different groups and what's going on yeah the probably just the website's the best way to go which is um uh sputnik.co.uk <laughs> get rid of all the vowels <laughs> and you get there so uh, sptnk.co.uk uh, or if you put Sputnik Faith and Art into that little box on Google. I hope you enjoyed joining and I's conversation. I love all things creative and arty, so I found it really interesting and inspiring. What did you guys think? I just think it's really cool that, um, you know, as being part of a church, it should be a great place for all of us to sh have our voices and to share different opinions. We should be welcoming diversity into our churches and encourage people to share their opinions in, in a way that speaks to them and will ultimately speak to other people around them that are, you know, into their arts, into their music. Um, so yeah, I thought it was really cool and it's really encouraging. Yeah, and I think as well, like just off the back of that, you know, he, when he was, he had a moment where he was talking about art, artists being prophets, and actually, when you look at like the Old Testament prophets, prophets, like he mentioned Ezekiel, he was like Ezekiel would just not even get on the mic in like a church mm. today, and so actually, it's really important that maybe not that necessarily like everyone is like speaking from the front, but actually that like, everyone has an ability to be able to speak into the culture of a church mm. and actually say at times when necessary, be like guys. I don't know if the way that we're doing this is right. Like, even down to things like you know using non-reusable plates and cups and stuff for like um, teas and coffees. So it seems like a small thing, but actually there needs to be space within churches for people to say, "I don't think this is right, and we should move in a different direction." I love what you said though. That become that comes with a. Um, careful consideration um, that as we have hearts that pursue activism and we want to be activists for the climate and for the global poor um, there's a warning of remaining authentic in that otherwise we do just become parodies of ourselves it doesn't actually achieve anything and um, so I guess the question is how do we do that how do we remain authentic and grounded and um, avoid becoming those parodies yeah and I, th I think he like touched on that in the sense that 
it is about it's, it goes back to the church and it's about both leaving space so people can can have dissenting opinions and voices but also providing providing a, a family where actually people are given grace and people are looked after and coached and guided as they do these things mm. so yeah i found it really interesting and it kind of spoke to more than just art i thought mm. um, but yeah that's all we have time for on this episode join us again on the 7th of october where we'll be talking to ralph from campus awakening with a new academic year on the way we'll be discussing what it means to be a christian at university if you like what you heard today then make sure you subscribe and follow us at we are tier fund